Welcome to Food with Politics, a podcast about sharing the foods we love and the politics affecting our lives. Hey, hey, it's Mecky. Hey, y'all, it's Tammy. All right, Mech, we're back at it again. You know what I'm going to ask you? How was your weekend? How was your weekend? It's <laughs> right. Hey, Tam. It's so funny. It's like, I feel like we're in Groundhog Day. The weekend was, you know, it was cool. It was fine. Actually, it was, it was better than fine. We're lucky. We're still kind of. We're still here in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. We've now moved upstate. And I don't know. I'm sure you've been keeping up with the news. I know you have. But South Carolina is a hot spot, a COVID hot spot. And we left the, I guess, the most southern part, not most southern part, but we were near the Myrtle Beach area. And now we're in what's called the upstate area. So we've done a bit of rural sort of mountain climbing and and sightseeing and and swimming hole visiting. So we had a good weekend. Yeah, we had a good good weekend. Thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Because we did talk about your weekend. You guys did some paddle boarding as well, right? Was that this weekend? Yeah, no, I think that was actually last weekend. Yes. I learned how to stand up paddleboard. Your girls paddleboarding on lakes out here. <laughs> yes. That's what I need to learn. I need to learn that like yesterday. Yeah, it's funny. My toes were gripping that thing so hard. You know, the board. Some <laughs> 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 muscles that I haven't used since birth. Yeah, that was, that's what I was going to say. Ab muscles, ab muscles. Ab muscles. I don't have ab muscles, but yeah, something was trying to work right there. But it was cool. We went to this, like uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains are not, they're like about an hour and a half from where we are now. And we went on this gorgeous drive and found Skinny Dip Falls and the kids loved it. Elliot loved it. Or the kids fake like they loved it, actually. I don't know if they actually did. But... Wait. Yeah, it's just. Wait, backtrack a little bit. You said Skinny Dip Falls. I don't know why they call it that. Nobody was skinny dipping. It's freezing cold, but it's just, it's beautiful. It's just like, it's really, really beautiful. But no, no, it was definitely G and PG. Oh, okay. All right. Ain't nobody skinny dipping up in here. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's about it. What about you? How was your weekend? Very quiet. That's all I <laughs> Very quiet because I, I don't know if I told you, but Scott is really scared about getting COVID-19 because California has had an uptick with its cases. He's so scared about going outside. So we've been just chilling in here. Yeah. Granted, when I go outside, there is this old man that runs around our parking lot with no mask, coughing all the time, huffing and puffing. I guess he's trying to get his exercise in because the gym is closed, but he's just like, <laughs> and he never... He comes right by my car and I really seriously think he waits for me to get out my car because he's always passing it when I get out. So I don't know. That's so weird. But why, like, I mean, I guess it's hard to go home while you're running, but why, um, I guess the gyms are closed, but like why run in the parking lot? Like the guys' neighborhood is so cute. There's so many places to run. That's crazy. Yeah, everybody wears masks here, but yeah. I mean, there's a college right across the way. He could have a scenic view while he's running, but he chooses to run in the parking lot by the cars where people are trying to drive and park their car. Oh, man. Sorry to hear that, homie. Keep your mask on, you know. So wait, I've been waiting to hear about this recipe, your shrimp and grits recipe. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, I totally can. I'll tell you, yes. First of all, to our listeners, this was a phenomenal dish. And it was completely... Tam, all of you know that I'm in South Carolina. That's the thing out here, shrimp and grits, especially in the Myrtle Beach area like that. I mean, it's on every single menu, every (laughs) single restaurant. And we would order all the time and it was so good. But it it actually didn't look hard to make. They would put like sausage and peppers. Lou, Elliot, and myself, we all loved it. Skindu loved the grits. So that is definitely a winner. 
and the recipe is already up. Right. On Instagram. So I think that if you guys want the recipe, you'll have to check Instagram, follow up, get that recipe. It's really good. Yes. Please go to Instagram and check out Mekdi's recipe. She put the whole entire recipe on there. And if one of you actually try the recipe, DM us, send us a picture or tell us how it turned out. If anybody in your family liked it, we want to hear about it. Yep. And tag us. I will just say this though, like my secret weapon, smoked paprika. Oh, oh my God. Changes the game. I've used that so much for so many things. And now I'm like, that's it. I'm, I'm only ever going to use that for anything. I need a, a yummy little sort of Cajun or smoky flavor too. So good. Oh, see, I think I told you my mom had that in her cabinet and I didn't even know what to use it for, but I guess I have a reason now. You do. Trust me. Everybody go get some smoked paprika. Should be in your arsenal of spices. <laughs> you know, what's coming up is the elections pretty soon, November, four or five months out. Right. So we need to talk about Joe Biden's VP pick. Yeah, for sure. I think that's what we're going to dig into today, people. We're going to talk about Biden's VP pick. It's crazy. We're just a few days out from our presumptive Democratic nominee. And by the way, Tam, do I have to keep saying that? Like, I think he's just the nominee now. Yeah. Which is, I know it hasn't happened yet. Like the convention <laughs> hasn't happened. Who is going to say nominee? So you heard it here first. Exactly. We know. <laughs> so anyways, he's set to announce his VP pick by the time this episode drops in a few days, really, right? Like right. about four or five days out. Who will it be? Drum roll, please. Well, Angela Rye, Amanda Seals, and Sunny Hostin. I think that's how you pronounce the name. I should know this, but I don't watch the view. So, but Sunny Hostin and a few other prominent black women have some clear demands for Joe Biden. Check this out. Vice President Biden, you need us. You owe us. Black women are miracle workers. We have been saving the Democratic Party since 1965. 2020 is no different. Your only path to victory is through black women. The voters you need to turn out we know how to mobilize them. Our votes must not be taken for granted. The following commitments will begin to show Black voters that you are serious about us. America needs a, a black, black woman, woman vice president. president. Candidates like Amy Klobuchar will not energize us. America needs a, a black, black woman, woman Supreme, Supreme Court, Court justice. justice. Remember Anita Hill? We do. America needs more in a comprehensive Black agenda. The rules are rigged against our communities. Whether we are talking about a Black person who died of COVID-19 because of the lack of access to health care, or Ahmaud Arbery being killed by vigilantes, or Breonna Taylor, an EMT killed by police while laying in her bed, we deserve solutions that address systemic racism, economic injustice, and domestic terrorism. Joe Biden, you enacted drug and crime laws that harmed the Black community for generations. Every major crime bill since 1976, every minor crime bill, has had the name of the Democratic Senator from the state of Delaware, Joe Biden, on that bill. You say you know better now. Show us you're serious by doing better. This country has a problem. Police officers and vigilantes are killing us and our quality of life must improve. Joe Biden, this must be addressed. 
you must address our oppression and most importantly, embrace our power to win the White House. Vice President Biden, your campaign's mission is to restore the soul of America. There is no restoration without us. All right. So let us know what you thought about that. So just to give you some background for people who don't know who those ladies are. Angela Rye, she's an attorney and a principal and CEO of Impact Strategies. It's a political advocacy firm in D.C. She's also a CNN political commentator, and she served as the executive director and general counsel to the Congressional Black Caucus for the 112th Congress. Amanda Seals is an actress and one of mine and Tammy's personal favorite on a show called Insecure on HBO. (laughs) If you've not seen it before, you really should, especially to our white ally friends, people who are listening right now. It's so good. You know, do something, support Black people and watch the show. It's really good. Amanda Seals is an activist. She's a huge vocal voice for social justice. She's great. She's like one of those people that calls out appropriation a lot. She stands up for LGBTQ rights, obviously for Black rights. She's just amazing, an amazing actress. And and actually, I think she was also like co-host on a couple of different sort of talk shows. And then there's Sunny Hostin, who is an attorney as well, and she's one of the co-hosts of The View. So Joe Biden's already committed to picking a woman. And as you just heard, there have been calls for him to pick a Black woman. Tam, who do those women include? Right. But before I go into who these women are, I just want to point out, that this is only the third time in history that a major party has selected a woman for the number two spot. It's so funny. Like if you can see, I know you can't see my face, but I was kind of trying to feign surprise, but I don't know. I'm actually not surprised at that. What I am surprised at is that Joe Biden might be making history. And I kind of feel like he's trying to outdo Obama here. Obama's the first black president. (laughs) Maybe, but you know, go on, Joe, go on with your bad stuff. Um, Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. First, I have Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms of Atlanta, Georgia. She came out as a leader when she continuously rebuked Brian Kemp, the governor, for opening up Georgia too early during the pandemic. She's been a strong critic of Trump and Trump's divisive tone. She's been propped up on the national level as a strong mayor. She's been the voice of reason as well. Then we have Stacey Abrams, Georgia's House of Representative. She ran for governor against Brian Kemp. Yes, I'm mentioning his name again because it was very controversial because she lost by 50,000 votes. Kemp has been accused of voter suppression because he purged 534,000 voter registrations. But then it was found out that 334,000 voter registrations still lived at the address where they were registered. And those voters weren't given any notice that they were purged, right? Yeah. So, Sorry, not to interrupt you, but I just want to confirm that again. I want to be clear that this man was a secretary of state who oversees elections right. on an election year that he did not recuse himself from. Mm-hmm. And he won by 50,000 votes. Yeah, And also it's been confirmed that he's purged these voter registrations. Exactly. Okay. I'd like to also mention that Kemp was secretary of the state at the time, which translates into him overseeing his own election. So of course he won, right? Wow. Okay. Had Miss Abrams won, she would have been the first African-American woman governor in the country. Wow. Yeah. And then I also found this other point to let everyone know how ready she is to be VP. She said, should she become the VP, she's prepared to be the president on day one. So should something happen to Joe Biden, she's ready. Okay. Yeah. 
That's interesting. I know she is such a great uniter of people, the way she united all different races behind her campaign, all different people from all different walks of life was incredible, especially being so young and sort of so new to politics. And it would have been amazing to see what that would have looked like had she been governor and translate that into the future of her political career. It'll be interesting because I don't know, apart from being in the House of Reps, what sort of governing experience she has, but she seems on fire. Right. So we'll see. If she would have had that position, who knows? She would have probably been the front runner. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They would have taken her out of the governorship, right? So the next one I have is Representative Val Demings of Jacksonville, Florida. And I have to give a little woo-woo to that because my mother's from Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> hey, mama from Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm always referencing Beyonce in some kind of way. <laughs> you know, Mama Louisiana. <laughs> Your mom's from Jacksonville. That's not a bad thing. No. Plus your mom look Creole anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, She's a house rep for Florida. She was the chief of the Orlando PD from 2007 to 2011. She actually worked through the ranks to become the chief of police as she was able to lower the rate of violent crimes by 40% when she was the chief of police. Also, in this interview that I watched, she was asked if there was anything she wishes she could have put more focus on while she was the chief of police. And there was a couple of things that stuck out to me. One was she wishes that she would have fought for the implementation of a national standard on how police departments operate. And what was that national standard? Did she ever say what that looked like? Yes, she said that basically more training. Police officers need more training, which we all know. Mm -hmm. And she said police officers have a lot of tools on their waist, right? The gun, the baton, all that. But she said what she really wished that more police officers utilize was their brain, meaning utilize your communication skills and utilize your de-escalation skills. Use those things in order to, you know, help with the interaction with police and the community. Okay. So national standard was basically, yeah, use more of your brain power, de-escalation skills. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. And then the next person I have is Kamala Harris. She's been a senator since 2017. She was a DA and a former prosecutor. I think we've both stated that most people aren't too excited about Kamala. Yeah, it's funny. She's polling pretty high, evidently. But yes, from people that I've spoken to, Kamala's like, she's very center or center right more than center left. Mm -hmm. So it just feels like having Joe Biden and a Kamala Harris together would just, it seems like it'd be the same sort of democratic, safely played, maybe not a lot of progress in progressive issues. I think things are also in a very different environment at the moment with everything that's happened with George Floyd and racial injustice, economic injustices. So who knows, but definitely from the people that I speak to, that is not an excitable VP candidate. Right. And then the last person I have is Senator Tammy Duckworth from Illinois. Tammy, two Tammies. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry, but yes, okay. Yes, Tammy Duckworth. <laughs> so crazy. Okay, she actually served as a helicopter army pilot in Iraq, and she was shot down, and she lost both of her legs, which makes her a double amputee, right? She retired as a lieutenant colonel. She served as an assistant secretary in Obama's Department of Veteran Affairs. Another note is that she is Thai American. Okay, so not a Black woman, but a woman of color. Yes, exactly. She's a woman of color. The only reason why I know her, apart from speaking to you about her, is that trash bag of a human, what's his name, Tucker Carlson, 
Mm. He like came after her. He was he like called her un-American or said that she hates America right. for some of the things that she believes in. And thankfully, she shot back with a walk a couple of days in my amputee legs. Like right. you know what I mean? Like she, this woman lost her legs, and did she lose her arm too, or, or does she have use of her arms? I don't remember. But she's a double amputee who lost it in war, fighting for this country, fighting for her country that she believes in. And this fool's talking about. She wants to take your America away. It's just, it's awful. Yeah. There's no respect. How can you say that she's fighting for your America? I know. I know. It's crazy. So those are the women, the black women. Right. Tammy Duckworth, the Thai American woman that are the current sort of on the list for Biden. Right. List of nominees. And then of course, there are the whites. (laughs) Am I correct, Tammy? Thank you, Dave Chappelle, for that. (laughs) Yes, we have... Several white women on the list as well. We have, well, no, we had Amy Klobuchar, who thankfully when wisely withdrew her name, given that everything that's been happening since George Floyd. I was never a big fan of hers, even before George Floyd happened. And there was like the rumors about her being mean. And that was the least of my worries. And I feel like women get definitely points against them when they're like rigid and mean. And and when guys do it, they're just being strong and making decisions. So that wasn't a big deal for me. But she was the DA of Hennepin County. And her record showed that she really, like if there's one case in particular, this young man was 14 years old. A young girl, 11 years old, was killed by a stray bullet. He's maintained his innocence the whole time, but he essentially got life in prison. Now they're like the Innocence Project is involved and they've, he still maintained his innocence. And there was some like dodgy things that happened with the investigation. She just didn't handle it very well. It was funny because she touted it during her whole presidential run and people looked into it more and there's just all kinds of mishandling of the case. So these young black men are targeted so much disproportionately. And like, as soon as I hear that, I get triggered and I'm like, what's up with her deal? So I looked into her a bit more and, you know, it turns out that between 1998 and 2006, when she was the DA of Hennepin County, she's convicted of just a lot of young black men and given them harsh sentences, just the usual, like everything that we're hearing now. Right. And then she declined. And this is on another side of it. In 2006, Derek Chauvin, who was the man that killed George Floyd, yes. there was a deadly shooting of another man in 2006 by him. And she declined to bring charges against him. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like you really messed that one up. So I was never a big fan. And I used to argue with a friend of mine who thought she was very well-spoken and she was very tough on crime and she got it. She'd be perfect. And for president, mind you, this was for president. So we would always sort of argue about that, but she's taken herself out of the running wisely and who knows what she's off to do. And I say, thank you, Amy. I just want to say thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for making the decision that much easier. Yes. The other one is Governor Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan, who was propelled on the national state because of her feud with Trump. And also now, do you remember before the Black Lives Matter protests took over everything? And it's just hilarious when you sort of, when you put those two protests side by side and how crazy these white folks look screaming about their right to open businesses amongst the right. pandemic. And they charged the state house. Yes. And they were, they were armed. It's not funny, but it was just, they look crazy. Like I can't like, you know, they're, they're armed and like, and it was funny because the police officers are so peaceful and these, these people were armed. And like, again, you see the whole way that black lives matter is treated compared to these white folks that were protesting their right to open up businesses, even though people are dying of a pandemic. Of course. So that was propelled her because it was like, 
Michiganders, I think they call themselves, half of them were acting crazy and they were trying to open up businesses while people were still dying over the pandemic and, you know, in the height of the pandemic. It's been ongoing. She's still dealing with that now. She's been in the news. And I think, again, also like many of the women have been propped up because she's really where our federal government has not stepped up to the plate, in my opinion. The Trump administration keeps trying to play down the COVID virus and the pandemic these other people have stepped in, whether they're mayors or governors, and they've all been these amazing women who are highly qualified, obviously, showing leadership. So she's another one that's been sort of propelled into the national conversation, and she's also one of the choices. So Elizabeth Warren is the last one I want to talk about. And I don't think, I mean, people can't see our faces, but we're both sort of smiling. and, And it's funny because I know you and I have talked about this a lot, Tammy, and I think that as Black women, it's very painful to sort of come to this conclusion that if Joe Biden picks a Black woman, he could very well lose this race. And I mean, he's up in the polls now, and who knows what's going to happen in November. It feels like there's an actual chance that this man, Joe Biden, can actually beat Trump. But I think we are both very weary and a little bit nervous about him picking a Black woman. And these I think we just know this country so well. We right. just know white people so well. And it's scary to think that if he picks a Black woman, that he may lose because of that. And I think with Elizabeth Warren, the reason why you and I have spoke about this and, and smiled just now is that I think she's actually, we've talked about this, I think she's old. Right. And, and I think that it, it sucks that they're both old. You know what I mean? It's like an old white man, an old white woman. But she is more than qualified. She is incredible. She will energize the Bernie bros and the ones that were all behind her. It'll make... Joe Biden have to move left of center, right? Like he'll have to, she has all the plans already. We know she's qualified. She speaks to you in a way that you can understand things. Her policies are very sound for America, for the lower income, for middle income. She's incredible. She has the experience. With her, she'll pull in younger voters and she'll pull in the voters that supported Bernie Sanders. So both of us hate to say it, but I think she would be the best pick just because people are scared when they haven't had a woman in the office of presidency yet. Like, should something happen to Joe Biden, I think America is not ready to think about having a Black woman as president before a white woman has become president of the United States. Yeah, and I mean, damn, like Hillary Clinton had her chance and that didn't happen. So I agree with you. I think they, America is not ready to see... I mean, it's funny because I know that she's really polarizing for whatever reason Hillary Clinton is. I've never really understood why. Mm. Um. I think it's just so stupid that people say she's not likable. Right. Like, who cares? The woman's smart and she's, you know, but she's been villainized a lot. And so, yeah, who knows if it was another white woman? I'm not ready to give this election up on the principle of having a black woman. And I, I, I totally, I saw that video and I was so like, I, I got goosebumps and I saw it like several months ago and it was like, oh my God, this is so bomb. But I was like, ah. This is not going to work. And they're right. Like black women consistently show up for Democrats, consistently show up for on the front lines of every movement, of every protest, of every everything. However, I don't know. Like I get demanding something for our loyalty. Right. I just don't know that this is the right time. Right. And I think we both feel that I would love for both of us to be wrong. Yeah. I would love for... Biden to be in office with a black woman as his VP. I'm just not willing to risk that to have another eight years with Trump. I know. Another four years. Girl. I'm sorry. What, you, what, sorry. Are you, what are we doing here? Oh, look at me. Look, <laughs> what I'm, is that? I'm thinking, like, so I'm thinking four years he's already served and then another four years I'm thinking eight. But yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Woo. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, you know something I know? <laughs> oh, good Lord, help us if that were to happen. 
That might be the plan. They might be like, look, presidencies are now three terms. So we're just going to keep going. No. Imagine. Yeah, it's the VP pick for Biden. I really can't wait. It's going to supposedly he's announcing it August 1st. So a few days from the, when this show airs. And like you said, if we're proven wrong, man, hallelujah. That would be incredible. I would be forever grateful that we were wrong. This is not something that I want to be right with in a million years. I imagine it's very hard for him. These are people that are, these pollsters get paid for this and his consultants get paid for this stuff. And I imagine they're watching the temperature, right? They're they're doing these polls, hopefully. And, and I keep seeing Kamala Harris is actually polling pretty well. And Elizabeth Warren is actually beneath her. But I just don't believe these polls anymore. So... I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you all think. If you'd like to send us an email, send an email to info at foodwithpolitics.com. You can also go to our Instagram and DM us, but we want to hear from you all. Let us know what you think about this show. Let us know about past episodes. If you have suggestions, we just love to hear from you. Also, Tam, do you want to give them some, um, what, what lemonades are we going to make from this? lemonade situation oh right <laughs> i guess the lemonade we can make from this really lemony situation is that we all need to get out there and vote everyone needs to hit those polls and make sure that trump does not serve another four years not eight four years in office <laughs> <laughs> that's right thank you all for listening please follow us on instagram food with politics subscribe listen Rate. And if you've enjoyed this show, please pass it on to a friend. Actually pass it on to a couple of friends. And we will see you next Wednesday. Or actually listen to you or hear you. No, you'll hear us. (laughs) You'll hear us next Wednesday. (laughs) All right. That wraps up this episode of Food with Politics. Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to check out Food with Politics on Instagram for all the recipes you've heard on the show and much more. If you enjoyed the show, spread the love and tell a friend. Thank you.